0: Hello, everyone. My name is Lee Nichols, and I'd like to welcome all of you to another installment of Hydrocarbon Processing's podcast series, The Main Column. So today we have a very special guest joining us, Bill Preston, who is the President and Chief Operating Officer of KP Engineering. Mr. Preston has been in the energy space for nearly 40 years, working for many major players, including Texaco and GE Energy. He received his MS in Chemical Engineering from the University of Texas, where he currently serves on the advisory board for the McKetta Department of Chemical Engineering. He's also the executive director of the Global Syngas Technologies Council. In his role at KPE, he leads the overall commercialization strategy for the firm. So with that, it is my honor to introduce our guest today, Bill Preston. So Mr. Preston, how are you doing today? I'm doing greatly, thank you. Excellent. Now before we get into the subject of hydrogen, can you just let the listeners know a little bit more about KP Engineering? Sure.
1: Um, we are a... Uh Midsize, EPC, Engineering Procurement Construction Company, we're we're based in Tyler, Texas. Uh, We're talking today from our Houston office, uh, which is focused on sales and marketing, but we do do some technical work here as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're a distant cousin. Our founders uh, uh, back in 2004 were uh, offshoots of another engineering company called Hal Baker Engineers that was also a Tyler-based company. Um, like Hal Baker, we are, we are mostly, uh, historically, been involved in refining and uh, sin gas and uh, chemicals.
0: Excellent. Well, let's jump right into it today uh, on mm-hmm. a very important subject, like I mentioned, something that you probably get several, I guess, e-newsletters about every day, and that's, of course, hydrogen. So, uh, my first question is, is uh, <clears throat> why is the industry so focused on hydrogen today?
1: Well, Lee, it's... It, you know, um, hydrogen has transitioned from being utilized as a uh, for oil uh, hydroprocessing and chemical production. Now it is looked upon more and more as a substitute for carbon as we go to a reduced carbon uh, world and reduced carbon industry.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so for my next question, let's talk about the different colors that we always hear for hydrogen. So what has caused the need for the transition from gray hydrogen to blue hydrogen, and then of course to green hydrogen?
1: Good. Well, there, there's, a, there's two sides to this equation. Um, we can talk a lot about the product hydrogen, what's it used for, but talking about the different colors of hydrogen is how you actually produce it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a relatively new nomenclature. Gray hydrogen basically refers to the way hydrogen has always been made. And even within that, gray hydrogen, there's been a carbon reduction as the feedstock over the years has transitioned from from coal and oil, say, to now where it's almost all natural uh, gas-based, and that is a reduction in uh, carbon footprint. But going now further off of gray hydrogen to what they call blue hydrogen, is capturing the CO2 off the production. Uh, easiest to think about steam methane reforming with a, with a furnace stack and, and you capture the CO2 emission from that stack and that is what's called blue hydrogen. Um, going on into green hydrogen is even more where you never generate carbon at all. And typically when people talk about green hydrogen, they're talking about a electrolysis of water. To actually separate water into hydrogen and oxygen uh, and and they're never never even generating carb, a carbon molecule at all and, and and getting your hydrogen that way
0: okay and and of course <clears throat> I want to talk a little bit of course on the technology progression of all of this now, right. how does each variation of hydrogen affect the industry's technology progression
1: right so going from uh, the current so-called gray into blue, it's not a huge step. It's, again, it's, it's using basically the same technologies to produce hydrogen, but just recovering the CO2 emission from them. That requires, I will say, generally known technology uh, to, uh, to get CO2 out of those stack gases. It's, it's uh, an expense, of course but the biggest problem has been uh what to do with the co2 once you have it uh it's very high volume of course um different that breaks into two roads one is what they call uh, uh sequestration where or or geologic capture where you actually put it down in the ground another uh promising uh route is to actually use the co2 for something beneficial uh, one of the one of the classical ones in this part of the country is to use enhanced oil recovery, CO2 injection into oil wells. So just an example, but there's others, uh, other uses of CO2. Um, going on into green is quite different. Um, uh, the the um, electrolysis of, of water is something that you know, just hasn't been done very much uh, anywhere in the world, and especially not in the U.S. So it's uh, it is again not not complex technology. It's just completely different from the way uh, current hydrogen
0: is made. Excellent. So now, with, with KP Engineer being uh, an EPC firm, how is uh, I guess how do you approach hydrogen from your standpoint as an EPC firm as opposed mm-hmm. to a technology provider?
1: Right. So. You know, um when you're when you're in the service industry, which an EPC company is, we we do probably look a little bit differently. We we work a lot with licensors and and one of the we feel like core core uh, abilities we have is is to utilize different licensor packages in our work. Um okay. But generally, we have to gain expertise at what is being built. Uh, it's not our decision, uh, you know, to build this or not build that. We can make recommendations, but generally speaking, we have to prepare ourselves to uh, have the uh, capability and capacity to build what our customers want to build.
0: And how difficult of a process is that?
1: <clears throat> it's interesting, you know. It it. Uh, In some ways, it can be quite jolting. You know, we we are a company, I'll be straight with you, Lee, of of so-called black oil engineers, people who are very good at uh, refining. But like a lot of industries like this, you find ways to utilize that expertise in a new way rather than you don't necessarily have to change out the people. You probably have to repurpose some of the background they have. We, We, for example, as I mentioned, are very uh, used to doing hydro processing of crude oil. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now we need to learn how to do hydro processing of vegetable oil and waste oil and uh, 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 cow fat and uh, chicken fat. You know, Well, it's, it, there are some overlaps of those technologies that are very important because some of the technology providers in this green area don't have the industrial background from from uh, that we can bring to the party to say this is how you really do that in practice, you know. So it, it it's a it's a challenge, but it it keeps us on our toes and keeps everybody <laughs> keeps everybody awake. So yeah, I would have to say so that's kind of a
0: jolting. Uh, hey, your feedstock has just went from <laughs> <laughs> crude oil to chicken fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> went from the ground to Chick Fil A. Yeah, because that was one of my that was one of the, I find extremely interesting is, is is how you can you can get these different engineers who have these technical backgrounds like you mentioned who've done refining refining refining, refining, and all of a sudden now you transition them and say okay well now we 're going to focus on hydrogen i 'm just kind of curious what 's needed for that transition How do you go about how, how do you go about doing that
1: well that 's a good question uh, we as I mentioned, we historically have been very uh, uh, Involved in syngas gas and hydrogen production in in conventional ways, and so we do have some of that background we're very fortunate' a lot of a lot of people don't um, but that's always been one of our expertise areas as we talked about though, some of these technologies are new not only to us but new to everybody mm-hmm. and and so there you know sometimes we'll need to go find some people who have some of this background. I would say more often though we we take smart people and we introduce them to new things that, that perhaps are cousins of what they do already and uh, figure it out.
0: From what I know from engineers, I would imagine a lot of them actually like that transition, learn about new things.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a very interesting thing. You know, there, there's always a little pushback when you have people who have been doing one thing for a long time and now you, know, you say something different. Uh, and there's a little of that, but I would say much more so of what you're saying is, wow, this is something kind of cool. I can be, you know, on the cutting edge and, and uh, learn how to do something new and still utilize my background, but, but as I say, sort of repurpose it. And uh, I would say for the most part, it's been very positive.
0: Right. reinvigorated, be able to solve new
1: problems. A- absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And that's the business we're in, so that's a very good point.
0: So I'd like to switch a little bit now and kind of go back to the transitioning between the different uh, colors of hydrogen. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm kind of curious then on the economic impacts on the overall cost then of each hydrogen type um, and of course maybe where that economics are going to go in the future. Because of right now, I mean, green hydrogen can pretty be very expensive because it's all right. renewables. Right. So I'm just kind of curious if you can comment on... Uh, on the economic in- impacts now, the overall cost of that hydrogen types maybe now, and then maybe progressing into the future.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. We haven't talked a lot about what happens to the hydrogen, Lee, once you make it, and that that is in this equation as well. That the um, discussion these days is is hydrogen into um, uh, transportation fuel, into power. Uh, some, you know, and, and when I say transportation hydrogen directly into hydrogen-powered trucks, uh, hydrogen-powered ships, sometimes a fuel cell mechanism there, sometimes just, just directly into engines. Um, there's a lot of discussion around a ammonia e- economy, where you convert hydrogen to ammonia and then use ammonia as a fuel, methanol. But um, uh, as far as going back to the production case, um, uh, we talked about that this first step using pretty much the same technologies, just capturing the, the CO2. That's a pure cost, uh, unless you can find a beneficial use of the CO2 itself. And if you can do that, you might be able to get back to pretty close to the original cost.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, absolutely. So, I'd actually. Um Okay, perfect. So now I kind of want to uh, kind of boomerang back into this idea of of of, the, of clean fuels is mm-hmm. one of the big things that are going on now, of course, especially in the U.S. and globally as well. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the clean fuel projects you're working on, uh, in particular the one that you're working on with Holly Frontier? I think you're doing a renewable renewable diesel, correct? We
1: are um, in their refinery, Holly Frontier's uh, refinery in Artesian, New Mexico, and there we're predominantly taking uh, uh, soybean oil and converting it to diesel, and that diesel, uh, so-called renewable diesel now, would be going mostly to California, where they have laws now that support that. Um, it's, a, it's sort of what we, were, we touched on earlier, where uh, the technology in this case is a Halder-Topso technology uh, and, uh, called HydroFlex. And that technology may someday be used also to make uh, renewable jet fuel renewable gasoline that that sort of thing but right now uh, renewable diesel is uh, the the most popular use of it um, we are doing a six thousand barrel a day unit in in artesia um, it's and it's been interesting um, the um, as I mentioned our our hydro processing expertise is useful. Um, These technologies are are pretty well vetted now and pretty well commercialized, but there are some things uh, we can bring to the table in terms of uh, some of this more subtle thing, startup shutdown. irregular operation rather than regular operation where some of the things we know from our background in, in uh, hydro processing crude oil as I mentioned is useful. Um, that um, renewable diesel though uh, there in this case is a, a grassroots unit. Uh, we're, we're building it from from the ground up. Other plants are repurposing their existing hydro so, but in this case we're doing a brand new unit here in, uh, in Artesia. Okay.
0: So. And is there, uh, do you find a big difference when it comes to, say, repurposing maybe a brownfield as opposed to mm-hmm. just a greenfield like you're doing in Artesia?
1: Yeah, because and, and we've, we've, um, we've uh, bid on, on revamp-type units. And so we, the, the difference is pretty stark. Um, uh, of course, uh, when, when we can start from scratch, we can optimize it for, there are some significant differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, much more hydrogen involved per unit feedstock, uh, for example. Um, pressures, the temperatures, uh, metallurgy, uh, all can be customized for the type of feedstock they're likely to see. When you're working with an existing unit, of course, you're sort of trapped in, in what you got. And so you can go faster and go cheaper, but you're limited as far as uh, which feedstocks you might be able to use and, and uh, how much capacity you're going to have. Here we can do everything. We can make it uh,
0: optimal. Okay. Any preference? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, our customers tell us, and we don't. We don't. We don't. Whichever, we don't whichever contract you win,
1: right? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Well, with that, can you can you provide the 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 listeners a little bit more about how they can get in touch with KP Engineering? Kind of a little bit more about some of the specialties that y'all do. Sure.
1: Uh, again. Um, uh, we um, we are a pure downstream type E P C company. We tend to work uh, as KPE I mentioned, we're a mid size we'll we'll go up to around three hundred million in terms of capital. Um but uh and we can be very profitable on small projects as, as well, down to a million or two. So that's where we like to live in that in that niche. Um we uh we uh Easily contacted by our <laughs> website, which is kpe.com, uh, and um, we're uh, we're in the process of of transitioning that website from a refining-looking thing to a green-looking thing which, <laughs> to uh, reflect the uh, the market. And what we're trying to do is transition our company from a from a, a pure uh, black oil centric uh, to a a more green. Uh, uh, Renewable fuels, uh, hydrogen uh, concentration.
0: So, and I guess my last question would be, and I mean, I guess I have my own opinions on this too. But I mean, I guess, do you see that's the way the downstream industry is going? I guess processing industry in general.
1: We really do. Lee. Um, the the uh, you know, and again, they they're to the skeptics out there. I've I've been uh, getting quite practiced at saying you know. The refining business itself has been really guided by by sort of social and government mandates this is not a new thing it's been going on for 50 years maybe more than that as long as i've been working and that's a long time um uh you know the the tier one tier two tier three uh, clean air act uh, deals where we had a bunch of uh, EPC work along to support that. So, this is just another in a, in a sort of a long line of social imperatives, government imperatives, whatever, however you want to put it, um, where we need to be nimble and, and adjust and, uh, and follow the market. And, and this is clearly where the market's going to be the next uh, foreseeable future, put it that way.
0: Well, like, like I said, it's a it's a it's a it's kind of a nice transition for for your workers. You know, the engineers they get to solve new tra- new, new problems, new challenges. So. It is, and, and you know,
1: it, there's a there's a certain uh, you know when you're when you're at a party for non-technical people and you say you're working on oil refining, you get a certain kind of luck. <laughs> when you say you're working on renewable fuels, you get a whole different reception. So it's kind of fun from that standpoint to be sort of sort you get of popular. asked to stay. <laughs> no. you're right. You're right. Well, at least you get invited. I have to cry. exactly no, well.
0: Well, with that, I, I really can't thank you enough for your time today. Um, I know you're a busy guy, and, and I really appreciate you giving us a couple minutes for the podcast. Um, so with that, do you have any other closing statements or anything before we close? Uh, just, uh, you
1: know, keep us in mind, it, it, and even if it's just for advice on, on this stuff, we've, we've started to see a wide variety of these type projects. Uh, and we, we talked about renewable fuels, but also hydrogen. We, we have a lot of depth in both. So, in all seriousness, we talked about this transition that transition there there's a kind of a cool aspect to it, but there's also just the down and dirty being able to execute you mm-hmm. know and and having the background in in projects that were that were uh, similar but not as green and now bringing that to this technology there's, it's very important and and there's going to be a lot of newbies in here uh, <laughs> uh, talking about uh, this kind of stuff and you know, I would just uh, r- remind folks that, that uh, it's one thing to talk about it, but you have to have the ability to execute uh, these type projects and to make them a reality and make them work. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's the truth. So. Well, with that, again, I, I, we, we want to really thank you for your time today. Uh, we really appreciate your time, of course, and Insights on, on this really important topic. Uh, and lastly, with everyone listening, uh, we do want to thank all of you for listening. And remember, you can subscribe to the main column podcast by clicking on the subscribe button on the main column podcast site, or you can use your smartphone by saying, hey, Google, Alexa, or Siri, subscribe me to the main column podcast. Thank you all again.